What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Panthers Nation Network. This is episode seven now. Crazy to think about it that we've already been able to get this many in. It seems just like, you know, like yesterday that we just started doing this, and it seems like each episode is like the joy of doing it for the first time again. And for those who don't know, this group, we've been doing this almost a year now. Yeah. It's coming up on a year here <laughs> from the old podcast, and that's even crazier. I remember Shantice and I standing in our at our school just talking about, you know, every week, talking about how the Panthers are either blue, you know, blew the game, which they were doing last season, or, you know, actually doing well and surprising us. And we kept talking we're like, you know what, we should have a Panthers podcast. And, and here we are now. Whoa, so whoa. it's great. I, and, we're, and we're here and it's crazy. And uh, again, we just thank you all for all the support that you've been giving us and all the love you've been showing us. We really just, you don't understand how much it means to us. I wish the Panthers would show us a little bit more support. I wish they would listen to us because I think we're at least a little bit on the nose. I don't know about y'all, but I think we most of our views are pretty are pretty there. And yeah, uh, yeah I think we've been pretty spot on. I think I think everybody's pretty much been spot on with what they said. You know, you love talking about the trenches. You've been correct. I love talking about how offensive play calling could be better. I've been correct, and Jeff is. You know, while Jeff comes in with the hot takes, he's usually been correct for the most part. So I really can't even say much about that. So I think we've been pretty on pretty on point. And see, I blame Jeff, actually, for this now, this quarterback controversy. Because the minute he said the gap was small, then the gap started going away. And Teddy <laughs> was playing the way he's been playing. Listen, here, here's, here's the gist. Here we go. We're going to blow it up right now. Oh, gosh. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is a very good backup quarterback. See, and it sucks. I don't, I don't even want to say that. I, I'm I can't just argue it. I mean, I it's hard to argue it now. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's getting to that point. See, you we talk, were, I was talking with a uh, with a guy who was listening to the podcast over the comments. We talked about this exact same thing, and like I've always been a proponent of you know you're, you can't really blame you know one player for how a game goes, but also the quarterback is held to a much higher standard than every other player. Jeff and I got into this a lot over the offseason about Ryan Tannehill. Because I thought, you know, when you have a really good team around you, the quarterback is the person who's supposed to be able to propel it to the next level. And when you don't, you know, when your quarterback can't do that, that's how you lose ball games. If your quarterback can't, I mean, he's got to be that guy. So it's a tough line to walk. And I know it sounds hypocritical, but for for Teddy, I I, I want to say it's not all on him because I think when we talked about, it, I think it's a lot on the coaches. I think it's a lot on the coaches because this is a very young team. And you're when you have that raw talent and you have, but you don't have that veteran, you know, kind of presence on your offense or defense, it's up to the coaches. And I understand they're young coaches in the NFL, but you got to figure, I mean, you've been like coaching in terms of how to discipline players is not that much different from mighty mites to NFL in my mind. No, you should have known how to. And you know, it's crazy. I think the issue, and I was talking about this today amongst myself, because, you know, I, I talk, you know, I, I had these talks with myself where we, where we discussed things. And Joe Brady's only 30. And yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking about that. I'm 24. Jack, Jack you're 22. We're, we're in the same fam. It's, I can, it's gotta be hard to imagine him really controlling a, a room full of grown men. Like, yeah, I mean, because when you fill, when you, it's like when you fill out those census forms and it says 20 to 30, we're on that same bubble. Yeah, we press the same dot. And you, but, know, you know, go ahead, Joe. Know, here's the gist, though. You know, and you, you take a look at, at Teddy. And, and I'm, a, listen, I know I'm hard on him. And really, if you look at him right now, he's had 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he's thrown for 3,100 yards. His average, you know, his quarterback rating is like 96.1. 
if he, I mean, his best season as a starter, or well, what play him was 2015 with Minnesota. Yeah. With with 32 31, and he had 14 and nine. So he's yeah. not, I mean, it, it's just you, you want that quarterback, though, to take you to that next level. These, how many one score games have we had? Seven. <laughs> We've had seven, seven. one score losses. Ooh, broken record. And, 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 and listen, I'm going to go back to what Jack said, too. L- listen, Joe Brady. I mean, on, on fourth and one, we'll get into it. I know on fourth and one, the, I mean, fourth and eight, and you call that play. Is that what yeah. it was? It was a drag route that he called. And Teddy, he's getting this name. It's Teddy Checkdown. It's what he keeps doing. I And see, this is where I, this is why I take some slack away from Teddy. The line that we have right now is not going to f- set up any quarterback for ses- her success other than maybe Cam. I mean, because Cam was used to it. Cam knew what he had to do, and now he's actually getting to play with a good offensive line. But Teddy's being forced when you have only three or four. I mean, he got sacked how many times a day? Five? Four at least? I, 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 I think maybe about four, four or five sounds about right. That sounds about what, what it was today. And I mean, this is Broncos, and we, we, and my also, like, it hurt more just because it was the Broncos. If they showed the fifth Super Bowl 50 one more time, I was going to throw my TV away. I can't stand, see, I don't need to see it. It's done. It happened. Stop hurting me with it. It's like seeing an ex girlfriend post pictures of her new hot boyfriend on Instagram. I don't need to see it. I understand you're happy. When you make Drew Locke, you made Drew Locke look like John Elway. Yeah, I was, I was highly disappointed in that. You made Drew Locke look like freaking, you know, Peyton Manning. It's like, you, you got to step back some and go, but you know, you on that on that play though, everybody's running ten yards. There's nobody that's going to run less than ten yards on a fourth and eight play. Yeah, I want everyone running 10, 15 yards. You just you can't do it. You you, you just can't. And he was I think he was sacked. I think he was sacked five times. Yeah, and I mean I saw like, I I ain't gonna lie, Jack. Like I agree with you today about the offensive line. Like this was, I had to step back and look at the game. I'm like some of these plays are just he just like he doesn't have a chance. Like no. the like on the first play on first down on that on that last drive didn't have a chance. No, you, know, you, run, you run a play action trying to catch you know trying to catch load the defensive lead get a chance to hit something over the top. I like the aggressiveness, but y'all the line gave you no shot. But there then then there's moments where some of the sacks that he took were avoidable. Just get rid of the ball, like he, you know. And see, he's trying to. I think he's being ailed now by those past interceptions where he was trying to get away from a sack and forcing the ball downfield when he didn't need to. I was, I'm happy he doesn't do that as much. You don't see it as much now. Any turnovers that he causes, it's really not as forced as it was. And that's what I was complaining about. To uh, that's what I was conversing about with this fan. I was like, look, he's. I mean, he's played to what we need. It just it depends on the direction this team is trying to go. I still don't understand what that is. And for the money we paid, if you this like. He's not playing like a franchise guy right now. No, he's he's playing like a solid quarterback. I, it's Teddy. I can't not like him. His storyline and the I love. I, I, we were. I mean, if you like anyone who listened to the Panthers brawl when we were doing that podcast, we talked about Teddy being a good fit. We talked about going mm-hmm. after him, not the way that the Panthers did, but we talked about going after him. And so I think the problem becomes is that then because this the fan was also complaining about the defense. Well. You like letting up the defense, letting up touchdowns is one thing, and not being able to rely on your defense is one thing. But we knew what this defense was going to be coming into it. We knew this was going to be a very young defense. We have a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, this is a top five explosive offense, and you've seen it when Teddy's doing the right when Teddy's in the zone and has time to throw. He's getting it downfield to Curtis Samuel. He's getting it to Robbie, and these are some of the biggest yard after catch receivers in the NFL right now. Robbie, I think, was ninth, and DJ was, I think, at sixth or seventh, even with being out this week. It, so, it, it, you know, you know, back to the point we made earlier about the seven one uh, one possession losses. Man, this team is good enough 
in all honesty, I know the defense has its moments where they look like absolute garbage, but they are actually good enough to get you can take it to you can take this team into the playoffs and possibly win a game if you had a quarterback that was capable of taking the game over late. Like even Teddy at his best, I just don't believe could ever take a game over. Like at any point in, in Teddy's career, in, in his NFL career, did we ever feel like he took a game over? Like in, in, in Minnesota. I watched those Minnesota games. They play a very controlled offense. It was a lot of handoff to Adrian Peterson. Controlled passes here and there, dink and dunk. He didn't throw for he, he didn't throw for over how many? He threw for like remember like thirty three hundred yards that year in twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but, and, and the same amount of touchdowns and interceptions. He's not going to do much. He that just isn't but, him. You know the the interesting part is that I, actually I've been the bad. I've been I've been hard on Teddy. I, I have. But, but what you just said, and it got me thinking, if you go through it, though, Shantese, let's think about it this way. How many quarterbacks out there are going to take a game over and win it? And let's be real. I mean, we can go Mahomes, um, although he didn't set the world on fire today. Oh, no, um, he, looked, he looked bad. I mean, I mean Lamar. We, we have our answer, but it's going <laughs> to – We have our answer, but they don't like it because we know what it is. And I don't know if it would be him right now, but – Are you talking time, Yes, I'm talking Cam. That's Cam's whole career was having to try to take these games over. You know, I mean, he he benefited from better defenses than we have right now, obviously. But um, I mean, Cam, right now, I don't know if he'd be able to do that or not. And what it is, I mean, the stat that the stat that really irked me today, and they and they showed it when we when the defense lets up because then this uh, this the the fam was also talking about how you know the offense you know will put up the will you know will like put the game away and then the defense will let up those leads for the first off there's not been a game where our offense has put the lead away to where we have that big cushion that has not yeah. happened this no. offense the red zone production is atrocious for awesome. this offense in terms of getting touchdowns and yes you can get field goals whoop de doo but at the end I mean that's just delaying the inevitable is what it is and so this defense like offense should never not want to stop scoring points he was like does they have to, the offense just has to keep going I'm like well every offense should want to keep going. Offenses are made to score points every drive. There's exactly. nothing wrong with running it up. But this team is 0-8 when letting up 22 points or more. What that means is we cannot score three touchdowns. We can't score more than three touchdowns and and, and win a ball game. We're 4-0 and when not letting up 22 points because that's all the amount of points we can let up. And, you know, I, I, I asked this question on Twitter. I was, and I, I said, you know, is it time to start questioning Joe Brady's play call? I'm like, not 100%. He can, he can call games pretty well for about three, three quarters in about 13 minutes. The last two is where I started questioning, like, fam, what are you doing? Like, there's one of the red zone possessions. Again, you throw, I think you threw, I think you threw another drag route or, or it was an end cut. Why are you throwing anything short of the end zone? Yeah. Why do we keep the offense is pretty much predicated on okay we're gonna we're gonna throw slants and drags and just let our receivers work work the ball down the field after the catch and I and I don't know the numbers for this like exactly I would love to see what's Teddy's air distance yard yard oh it's got to be small it's got to be really small and I know we rank high in yards after catch with, with, with our receivers because we rely on our receivers to pretty much catch a five yard uh, catch a five yard pass and just run for fifteen yards and that's what happens like look yeah. at the touchdown he had against uh, Robbie Anderson had against Minnesota. It was, a drag route. Robbie just took it right. Robbie just took it the rest of the way. Nothing really. Nothing really is done on the quarterbacks end aside from just get get getting him the ball. There's there's not much being done from the quarterback aside from just getting the ball to the receivers and make and let them handle handle the rest. 
And whether that, you know, the Teddy checkdown has become a product of, you know, that offensive play calling or the fact that, like I said, you know, he's got maybe three or four seconds to throw the ball every time he gets out there. And I mean, yeah, and that, 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 you know, drag and let him go offense is all fine and good until you play a defense that understands how to work that zone. And then they have nothing else. They're a, it's like, they're a one trick pony. That's the college and, offense. And, and, yeah. And it, it's a college offense. And it just becomes too, I would have cut him some slack. I'd cut him slack eight weeks ago or something when all of a sudden it's your first time coaching in the NFL offense wise or whatever, and you don't have CMC. Okay. We're eight or nine games in now. You need, you should have adjusted your playbook yeah. to go, I don't have CMC. And Christian I, hasn't played in 10 games. He huh? hasn't played in 10 games. Christian yeah. hasn't played in 10 games this year. So it's so, not like you've had him. Right. So what I'm getting at is at some point, you need to adjust your playbook accordingly to the players you have. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, a few, 10 weeks ago, I'd give him some slack. I'd cut him some slack going, there you go. You've lost that guy. You need to adjust and figure out you've got this personnel. How am I going to make play calls? I'm an NFL coach. And I'm beginning to wonder whether or not Brady will be here next year. I and, and, and remember, like, if you recall, we talked about this at the beginning of the season. When McCaffrey first went out, I said, this is honestly the best thing for Joe Brady because his offense was very dry. His play calling was very un, like predictable because he had McCaffrey and was using – I mean, because you, I mean, you're going to use McCaffrey, but you had sure. to – we were waiting on this, you know – Freaking Sean McVeighan, you know, type of offensive play calling where he was, you know, money balling it all up, you know, and he was he was looking at that and he was gonna make something happen that we hadn't seen before. He hasn't done squat to try to update his play calling. You have to right. make it's like a broken record. He continues to do it. Some one guys we talked about that wasn't adjusting was also Phil Snow. This week, I mean. When you have a young defense like this, you're going to let up. When you have the defensive backs we do, you're going to let up points. But what I like from him is I saw more pressure being put on. Mm -hmm. The problem then becomes if you don't get to the quarterback, like a guy like Drew Loxie. If we had applied this pressure every game for the last three weeks, those are games we could have won because mm -hmm. that's not as mobile as a guy like Drew Locke. But Drew Locke is a mobile guy and can, can hurt you. Like as bad, I mean, as, you know, as young and as it, you know, raw he is, he can hurt you if you don't sack, if you don't tackle him. And you know, Especially with our DBs and our, our our linebackers, you know. Speaking of the defense, and you really just uh, the, over, the team overall. You know, a lot of people say, you know, we're young, we're we're we're, we're, uh, we're trying to rebuild and everything. But I I tell you this: most of the mistakes that we've made that have been critical in games, these are veteran players. Rizzo Douglas is not young. I mean, he's young, but he's not a rookie. There's a reason why he was available for us to get him like this. This is very true, and it's starting to show now. Like, I like, like the, the touchdowns he got beat on. Like, dog, what? Why are you? He, he mean, was okay. stumbling on the second one. The touch, which touchdown was the was the was the Hamler where he just where he just stumbled? Like, Hamler, that was the second one. See, he like he got beat by Hamler twice, not even Jerry Judy. This Hamlet dude, I don't even know who this guy is, <laughs> and he got burned by him twice. And one of them that, that I saw where. Jackson is uh is playing off on on, yeah. on 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 the on the backside and Douglas is supposed is supposed to be pressing but you're in no man's land you're not pressed up you don't get a hand on him you're in you're in that three to four yard no man's land where if you get beat and you make one false step it's over and he did and God, it, and Hamler didn't even like make a move on him Hamler just he just did him he dirty and then Douglas just stopped right, running I understand. I, I, I sympathize a little bit more with, and this is where the, the the age comes into it. The first touchdown where Hamler was wide open and Judy, well, actually I don't entirely understand it because Judy baited and he went in the middle of the field. There were five defensive backs on Judy. I get it, it's Jerry Judy. And you're like, oh my God, you don't want to get, but five of y'all, not a single one of y'all looked to the other side of the field to go, hey, hey, that guy's running. 
Hey, we should, no, I mean, no one looked at, no, not a person looked at him. And that's where, as a, I don't know who our DB, our defensive back coach is, but Razul's got to go. Razul's Stanley Thomas Levy should not be on the field at all. I don't know I, why he's getting. Yeah, playing. he's a seventh round pick, and there's a reason for that. Like, his, well, they, do, they said that the last uh, against the Vikings, and this might be telling it uh, as to why we lost to the Vikings the way we did. All seven players, all seven rookies were on the field for the Viking game. Well, you know, crazy enough, I've liked how Troy Pryor's played the last few weeks. And even the pillin that he got wasn't even – it wasn't egregious. I, they, I thought they could have let that pillin go. But, I mean, I'd rather see Troy Pryor out there. I, I at least seen Troy Pryor. He's starting to – you know, you know, there was one point where he looked, like, terrified to be out there. I start, I'm sorry to see his confidence rises enough to where he, he seems playable for at least four quarters. I at least – I would rather see him play and mess up than Douglas or Stanley Thomas Oliver. Well, Stanley, we have too many dreaded defensive backs, so he, he, there, he there's no more room for him. We have enough hair on the field that it's, I don't know if it's impeding their, their their I don't know if it's impeding their sight or their coverage because their hair's in the way, and also Dante needs to get whatever's wrong with his foot figured out. I don't know why yeah. we can't fix foot issues on the Panthers, but we never be we can't our our doctor our medical staff just you know the foot's an enigma to them. They don't understand it apparently because Dante he almost went down again. I think he came back in. Yeah, and you no, know, funny. We talk about the veteran presence. There was one veteran who we were all horribly upset that we made a trade for to get rid of one of our best offensive linemen. <laughs> when Russell Okung left the field, I swear to you, the offensive line played better. When he would come in, I think he came in, and then immediately he had a, he had a holding penalty. Right. Immediately. Because he's okay. he, There was no – and we're starting to see more and more why that trade didn't make sense. We knew it didn't make sense from the get-go. And every week I see it, I'm like, we're getting absolutely nothing from Russell Okun. So yeah. that, you know, it's it's trying to be patient, man. I, I get the whole trying to be patient thing. And I remember, and Tepper put the letter out talking about, you know, just, you know, stay patient with us and everything. But it's hard when I see the moves you made. And then the moves you made weren't weren't necessarily indicative of a rebuild. Like, I, like I, I'm okay. If we play Will Greer and we lose, I'm fine with that. But trading away Trey Turner for Russell Okung and trying to tell me that, you know, we're trying to rebuild, but we signed a $60 million quarterback. We're trying to rebuild, but we signed a $20 million wide receiver. Well, you know, the, the interesting part is when you talk about rebuild, too, you know, and, and it's a good point. When you go all defense on the side of the ball for the draft and really don't do a lot on the offensive side or whatever, that's not re – rebuilding, you got to take care of the entire team. Mm. And while – I will, I will be honest, watching the you know the Panthers so far, I will give Phil Snow a little bit of, uh, of props because that defense has actually been 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 okay uh, for that young group. They they they've done well, and I've seen them progress where the offense has not. No, I want to see the offense win a football game. If the defense gives you a shot, at some point the offense has got to step up to the plate. So rebuilding wise, you know, get some offensive linemen. Um, you're gonna. We'll talk about. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, you got to figure out the quarterback spot. But I'm gonna give the D a little credit in Phil Snow because there has been. We've seen the bright spots. We've yeah. seen the progression. So they give you opportunities. I mean, like yeah, you about it. and seven of the losses, they you've had a chance. You got you found right. the ball last, and you they've you stopped. Them. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, and it's why because it's what we were, what we knew it was going to happen coming in. It we knew, all right, our defense is going to falter. They're young. It's going to be tough. The coach is not, you know, the, we weren't as excited about Phil Snow. We're like, hey, that's kind of like you know a nepotism thing. He's kind of just bringing someone that he knows. With Brady, we're like, oh my gosh, we have all these weapons. Brady's got this mind. We're going to be awesome on offense. We'll be. It doesn't matter how many points the defense lets up because we're going to be scoring thirty-five every game. 
And that's complete reverse of what has actually happened. All the defense now needs now is some players. They just need some experience and some, maybe a veteran presence there. The offense, the, it's the coaching that's the problem. We have the weapons clearly, mm-hmm. even without McCaffrey. Even with McCaffrey, we still have one of the more volatile uh, wide receiver trios that you can get, but we still need. And I mean, while the offensive line is bad, there is at least some experience there as long as they were coached well. But right. it's really hard. Like as far as offensive line goes, you know, it's yes, coaching, but you also need to have that instinct to know where you, you need to go. And to know what to do. So wasn't Matt Rule off as a line coach at one point? Hmm? Wasn't Matt Rule yeah. off as a line coach? Matt Rule was a coach like in every skill position, every yeah, position at one point. But yes, he was at one point offensive line. I don't remember if that was in NFL or college, but he's been a coach for everything at one point or the other. And see, this is going to bring an interesting part for in terms of rebuild, in terms of money. We have two big contracts, Curtis Samuel and Taylor Moten. We got to go with one or the other. And for me, Taylor had definitely had a slow start, but he is 100% developed. And now with Trey gone, he's basically the anchor of that offensive line. For me, I'm sorry. I love Curtis, and I love seeing him explode. Yeah. We have DJ. We have Robbie. For what? I mean, Robbie's had you know a reawakening for the Panthers. We knew what he was on the Jets, but under you know, given the chance now, he's been doing really, really well with us. And oh, yeah. DJ, while he's still waiting for him to you know hit that next level, I in my mind at least in terms of you know. <laughs> I don't, so in my, I don't know. Well, I'm not but I'm going with. I'm resigning Taylor. Yeah, you got. You have to because we we've seen how bad this offensive line is, and I love and I love Curtis, and you know, but the Patrick's butchered this situation as well because we Curtis was due last year. You could resign yeah. him this past offseason and got that out of the way. But yeah, you waited, and now you're gonna have to pay up. Curtis is gonna demand some real money come this offseason. You ain't gonna be. A, I, there's gonna be a team out there. I don't know who, and I honestly think it may be maybe New England. They're gonna make a. They're gonna try to make a bid for Curtis Samuel. Oh yeah, he, I can easily he, he see that. somebody. Because Curtis, you know, remember when he first got there? You know, we didn't. He wasn't a wide receiver. He was a running back. You know. Yeah. He was just a guy you just get handed the football and let him let him go. He can run routes. He can really run routes. I see him get better each and every year. And this year, he's hitting. He's hitting his stride right at the right time. Because I mean, it's, it's contract season. Like he's played his way into a, a into a good deal. You gave that. You gave money already to Robbie Anderson. That pretty much told you. What you thought of Curtis Samuel going into the season? Like you knew that, like you're gonna you're gonna either have to prove it or we're gonna probably let you walk. But you're probably gonna they're probably just gonna have to let him walk. I think. I, I think that I think that you know you, you got to go offensive line. You got to get to you got to get him resigned. Uh, you know, and and Curtis has done well. But if you are going to protect, uh, listen, there's been a lot of talk here on radio, and you guys would be losing your mind in Charlotte. Um, there are people in Charlotte who have said, "Let's CMC go." Um, he's done. Um, he, no, no, listen, they, there was a conversation for about an hour the other day on a local radio station, sports wise or whatever. And the argument this guy made was that is CMC done? No. And, 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 and what, what he meant was, you know, listen, you had this injury. Now you've had this injury. Are we looking at cam all over again? Um, is the medical staff not doing something, but the gist is if CMC is your future, there is no decision to make about who you resign in the offseason. You've got to get the beef up front. And I will go back. I'll go back to the um the the and I'm gonna pull them in. But for seven years in a row, the Tennessee Titans went offensive line every re- at first pick for seven straight years, first pick. And that was Bruce Matthews and Mike Munchak and that entire offensive line. You got it. You, you're gonna protect CMC. You have no choice of who you resign. You you hate to see Curtis go. But you, you got to do it. You, you have no choice. And and that speaks more to the coaching too, is because what I hated today was seeing when DJ's out, 
obviously, who are the defense? Who is that defensive coach? Who are the Broncos going to cover? Go cover Robbie. That's their number one guy. When you don't throw it to Curtis at all in the first half, and that could be a Teddy thing, or that could be the routes that you know that Brady was having Curtis. I mean, we saw his production in the second half when Teddy was doing well. It was because he was throwing to Curtis, and Curtis was making plays. And I mean, hell, even even Pharaoh Cooper made a couple plays. It was awesome to oh, see. You know, I you know I've been trying to figure out why did you start Brandon Zucchini instead of <laughs> playing Pharaoh Cooper? Yeah, I, 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 like I, I don't know what Zilstra did in in practice, but I know what a guy can't play, and not that he can't. I, Man, he's a blocking wide receiver. If I want to run, if I want to run a triple option offense, yeah, Brandon Zilstra can be my number one. But if I want to actually put a, put playmakers on the field and DJs out, I got Farrell Cooper for a reason. I, this guy can make plays. If I just give, if I put him out there on the field, like I, I'm not asking him to do. I asked to be my number one, but I can let him go out there and run some runs and, and actually create some offense for me at at some point. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just aggravating to see. And so we saw, obviously, like. And Brady, like when they talk, when we talk about the offense, they do well, but they don't do well for an entire game. They all not like we talked about the defense not playing an entire game, and they have. I mean, we expected that this offense has not played. Brady has not coached an entire game. They have. I mean, like it was indicative of like the Vikings game when they are letting up thirty points average in their home stadium, and you can only score one offensive touchdown, and that was in the first quarter. That's ridiculous. And I understand McCaffrey. So that's another McCaffrey's our X factor. And I get that. And he's a big reason for why we've had this red zone production issues, because I mean, normally when we got to the red zone, it was just giving McCaffrey the ball. He'll find any different way to get in the end zone. So that's why I think he's not done. Honestly, what I think it is, they understand what, what the season is. They understand what football is during COVID. I really just don't think they're rushing to get him back in. Because Dude. you saw what happened with guys like Zeke, or you see with Car Chris Carson, or with um, Saquon Barkley. They say they're healthy. They say they're fine. They go out, they play a game, boom, they're out again. For, and with people like Barkley, it's a little bit different because, you know, he tore his ACL. But when you have guys like Chris Carson or, you know, Josh Jacobs, they've been on and off again. And these are your main – and you see how those teams falter when they're, when they're not in because they're not, you know, complete teams. The Raiders and the Seahawks are not complete teams, but they go off of, you know, the momentum they get from the running backs. And so I think, you know, if anything, Rule understands, look, the season in the grand scheme of things doesn't entirely matter, especially if they're trying to rebuild in a project that's going to take, you know, multiple years that they need McCaffrey for. He's the, he's your king. So you let him, you know, kind of sit around a little bit and, and make sure he's completely healthy. So in my mind, I don't think he's done anywhere near. No. I just think that he they're really not trying that hard. I've had questions about our medical staff for a while because – but you think – I mean, Charlotte is huge for orthopedics, and it's huge for sports medicine, so I don't know what happens there. Okay, explain to me this because th this is this is what where everybody's getting at. He was set to play. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there is a leg injury. But they never went any further. No, nobody said anything further about what it was what the leg injury was or whatever. So are they just, I agree. I don't listen. I don't think he's not, he's not done. Do I think he's done for the season? Yes. Yeah. I don't think he steps on the field again. No, I, and there's, well, like I said, there's really no reason to, I mean, right. we're out of push. If there's COVID. Right. Why would you, it, it doesn't make any sense if you're going to protect him, but the fact that, and that's what was happening here in Charlotte with the radio and the media and stuff has been, where did this come from all of a sudden? And then has he just taken such a hit? What year is he? Is this his third? Fourth. Fourth, fourth year. Fourth. And he's just taken such a beating the last two years that he's – But, you know, we said as – we knew at one point this was going to happen. Like, like, like I, I know everybody just gets caught up in how versatile he is, but he's still taking hits. He, he's still yeah. not a big guy. I well, mean, the fact, the fact that he went the two years that he went with that, with, with that much volume of touches and didn't get hurt was amazing in, in and of itself. But – 
you can't keep taking those hits that consistently. And our offense never grew outside of McCaffrey. No, like we never like we never when he's on the field, we just get so fixated on on feeding him the ball because he's such an easy option to go with. Because I mean, it's a guaranteed five to six yards, but. We never the offense never developed outside of McCaffrey, so it, now it, it it relies so heavily on him when he when he's out there that you know we can't really he can't really exist in the offense and just was just exist within the confines of the offense. He yeah. is the offense. Well, and that's what we said with like with Brady, like him being out was the best thing for Brady because Brady was just using him all the time. Now he can do you know bring up these offenses we need. And I don't know what it is about Charlotte sports in general. I don't know why we don't understand that you can build off of more than one player. We did it with Cam, we did it with Kemba, and we've done it with McCaffrey. And you beat these stars into submission by not surrounding them with any you know uh, any talent to add to them. And then they just ha- they play until they get burned out. And we saw right. with Cam, he was playing with a shoulder injury for three weeks before we knew it, but because he could, it felt like he couldn't leave the field. We've seen it with Kemba. Kemba's trying to lead that team, and now his leg is almost you know off, falling off. And we've done the same thing with McCaffrey. You saw there are situations where obviously people have learned how to go around that. The Titans were there for a little bit when they realized how good Derrick Henry was. Derrick Henry was they kind of just stuck with him for a year after the Demarco Murray situation. They kind of just stuck with him. But then they were smart about it. They go and drafted a guy like A.J. Brown. They go and get, you know, guys like Corey Davis, and they build upon their talent, and they get a line around them to, you know, add to the talent of their star player. And now you're seeing the success come about. I mean, A.J. Brown's looking like a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL right now. And yeah, they're Can I ask Shanti something? This is completely yeah. off radar here. You know what's coming, <laughs> right? Shanti's, can we put Derrick Henry in the MVP talk, if not at the top? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got. I mean, with the way I mean, with the way Mahomes has looked this season, I'm not Mahomes, putting it on him. He's got. Everybody was just his one game, but he's out of there. I ain't gonna lie. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers probably the front runner right now. Derrick Henry, if he continues on the pace he's on, I can see them giving it to Derrick Henry because I've been more impressed with what Derrick Henry has done than Aaron Rodgers this year. For Aaron Rodgers, it's really just honestly, just I, he's had better seasons than yeah. I remember. Yeah. Derrick Henry's on pace to do something. I, I mean, he's not. I don't think he's on pace for any like crazy like like not 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 any you know NFL record breaking numbers, but he but he is carrying the load for that he needs, game. He needs 156 yard average the last three games to get to 2,000. And he's been getting closer and closer. He had it in the playoffs, did he not last year? He gets to 2,000 in the regular season, but that's a whole different story. Sorry, Jack. I want to go back to what you said real quick though, and you hit it right on. You hit the nail on the head. Look at what we did to Kemba. Look at what we did to Cam. Look at what we're doing to CMC. And, and the gist is. And Shantice mentioned it. This kid can't continue to take hit after hit after hit after hit and and survive. And 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 he's not a 30, you can't give him the ball 30 times. He's not, you know, a six-four, whatever Derrick Henry is. You know, and, and he and he, you know, we said he couldn't run up the middle. And here's the thing I love. I don't all this talk about CMC being done and stuff like it. If I'm CMC, I know he's just sitting there, it's fueling the fire. Right. Yeah. He's like game one. He's like game one. Get me healthy, and next year we're gonna rock it out. Right. Yes. So I'm not. I, the, the, what they're doing here is they understand how much money they've given this guy, and they know he's your he's your whole city right now in terms of sports. So you have to keep him healthy for the long haul. So they're realizing, like we said, I mean, when we talked about when he went out for the Chiefs game, I was like, you know what? Honestly, just leave him out. I understand it. The season does not entirely – I mean, it sucks to say the season doesn't matter. It really does. We're past the point of making the playoffs. Even if we made the playoffs, we weren't going to go far. No. And I just – we're in this rebuild project that the team wants, and that's what we got to do. We got to keep it. Um, but, of course, you know, we know what we believe. We got to th- think of what some other fans too. So we've got another fan for you uh, this week. We've got uh, – his name is Brock Sale. We're going to add him on. So, hey, Brock, how you doing, man? 
How's it going? Yeah, glad to be on. Can't wait. Glad to have you on, man. So, I mean, you heard the conversation we were having talking about McCaffrey. What, what I mean, what are your thoughts on him, you know, playing the season or not? Well, as a Panthers fan who's looked at every option on how we can win in the next five years, uh, I've been thinking about even trading McCaffrey for like, would you, do you think we could get a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey with his oh, kind of, I'm wanting more than a first round pick. But look at D-Hop. D-Hop what did D-Hop go for? A five? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's kind of hard to get Christian for a first round pick. It's hard to sell that. Like it's hard to sell. Get, take a spin a first round pick on a run on a on a beat up running back if he's exactly. if he's, if he's beat up. But you know, I think he's still powerful though. Like he's Christian McCaffrey. There, there's no reason to play him the rest of the season. Uh, I want a draft pick, so I think it's better that he sits out the rest of the season. Let's the young guys pre- uh, get better. Jeremy Chin, Jeremy Chin is our next star. You said we needed guys on defense. Ryan Burns, Jeremy Chin, those are our guys on defense. I like what Troy Pride's doing, and I like what uh, some of the other new guys, Dante Jackson, like people like that are doing, but we need to get the young guys to improve and let the rest of the guys rest and wait up for next season because I think if we can get some offense going, we have a really solid chance of the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. And so you talk about that draft pick. What do you, if you're the GM, what are you using that draft pick for? Offensive line. Thank I, you. Yes. <laughs> We need it. We need, There's no reason that we shouldn't go anything else besides a linebacker. Maybe somebody um, – I think our secondary can produce. We've shown that we can play well with Razul Douglas, somebody who gets waived by the Eagles, who have some of the worst uh, secondary in the league. And if we can play well with those guys, I think we can do awesome if we have some linebackers to help out uh, Derek Brown and Kwan Short back there next year. Yeah, I mean, you're like, because we talked about, it, I mean, you they they were sending pressure and it was awesome. But the problem is if you don't get to the quarterback, then those 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 the, the cornerbacks are just leaving these receivers wide open. At least that's what we saw today. So I I, th- I I like that. I mean, in my mind, it would go. Yeah, probably I'd say lineman first, then second rounder, you get a DB and then maybe linebacker. Because, I mean, we got Luke in. I, well, I can actually remember what round we got Luke in. I don't remember if it was first or second. It was first. It was, I think me around first, though. I say either. So I mean, that was that's more of a question for Tyler too. He's our draft, you know, our draft junkie. But so I mean, what were your thoughts on today's game? If you got the uh, chance to watch it, I mean, today's game was it, it was hard to watch because I I want to do well so bad, and I also want to like I, it feels bad to say, but I want to lose so we can get that better draft pick. But um, I I liked what I saw on uh, the offense a little bit more. Today than uh, any other day, we were blocking well. Our combo blocks have actually been better, and I think that's because of uh, we actually have a solid uh, O-line that hasn't been getting hurt every couple games. Like There's some guys that are switching in and out, but I still think that it's a good unit. And um, I don't know. I, I like to see Teddy improvise a little bit more because if he's going to be our quarterback for the next two years, then he's going to have to learn how to work without the best wide receivers because they might not all be playing at the same time like we've seen. So then you've heard us talk about it. What are your let's say what are your thoughts on Teddy? I mean, are yeah. you sticking with him for the next two years? I I am just like Jeff, I'm super hard on Teddy because I had high hopes. I had hopes that he would just be a game manager and let our stars because I had before the season even started, I said DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, it's gonna be a great duo. I loved Robbie Anderson in New York and I was super excited when we got him. And people said the contract was high, but I didn't think so. And I thought Teddy was just gonna be able to uh you're like, yeah, dink and dunk stuff and let Christian McCaffrey and our stars just win the game for us. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. hurts now when you don't get to see something like that happen. But yeah. then just thinking on the rest of the – I mean, what is your thoughts on uh, the game coming up next week? Um, That's against the Packers on Saturday night. 
Yeah. I I hate to say it, but I see like a 200-yard rushing game. I I do cuz we're going to we're going to go so hard against the pass and um well, cuz we need to and if we don't Aaron Rodgers will uh take over the game. But our rushing defense has like played not that great this entire season, so I think that Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams fresh bodies in there is going to be lethal. I think you go, Jeff. Yeah, let me ask you a quick question, Brock. We we talk about Teddy, and I have been hard on him and stuff, but you know, I'm starting to realize, and 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 Sean has kind of shifted me a little bit. I'm starting to get a little disappointed in Joe Brady and and some of the players. And I and I struggle now with is it really Teddy or is it the play calls? Mm -hmm. I I I liked what you said about that fourth and eight. Why is there even a guy on a drag? Um, There's no reason for that besides maybe trying to spread the field to get Robbie Anderson a little bit more space, but still it's fourth and eight. You're going to have to put the ball in the right spot. Like it's, you got to get the first down. If you're not at the sticks, it doesn't matter. We can't uh, go for yards after catch on a fourth and eight play when we have a chance. game. And we've seen Teddy make mistakes on that last drive. He's had more last drive picks than last, uh, than last drive wins. And the bears one on the first play. Yeah, I can't. And so so that's why people complain about, you know, the defense setting up, setting up those positions, but also like the offense does it just enough to set themselves up for those positions by not, you know, scoring in the red zone. What confuses me, because I've actually left, I mean, he's done it a couple of times on some of these fourth and eights or whenever you're doing it, or even more in the red zone. I want to see that, that QB draw more because that has worked almost every time we have run it. The block, for whatever reason, now the offensive line knows how to block for a design run. They didn't do it for like half the time with Cam, but Teddy get that play has worked. Multiple yeah. times, both in the red zone and outside, call that play more because exactly. it obviously worked. I liked it because, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I think Teddy has better vision on the run than the pass. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't see downfield unless he's running the ball and he's juking people out. He's making plays. Like, I, I think we just need to do what works, and that's plays to get the ball to our fast guys on on the outside and let them run. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, DJ Moore does not go down. He's fast, and he will he will fight for the extra yards. And, and and you know you said something, Brock, that got to me. Yeah, about and it, it makes me think of something. I think about quarterbacks in the past who have the ability to run, and yet coaches want to make them a pocket passer mm-hmm. and not let them run. Yeah, you know, I've seen times where Cam Newton's gotten back there, and it's like the parting of the Red Sea in front of him, where he could run for thirty yards, and yet I got to throw the ball. I'll go yeah. back to Titans with Marcus Mariota. There were times where Marcus Mariota, I'm like run the ball, and yet he's got to sit back there and pass because you've got to be Tom Brady. You've got to be Aaron Rodgers. And Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, fourth and eight, nobody's probably expecting the draw. No. Right? I mean, yeah. that's, like a, that's like a Madden play call. You send everyone deep, exactly. that means all the corners yeah. are going there. Hey, QB runner, you got free space. Exactly. Uh, I think the big obviously I just think the biggest thing with the Panthers is that they it's Teddy does it, Brady will do it, the defense will do it. They'll show you these signs that they can be great and they'll get your hopes up. And then they'll do what the Panthers do, and then they'll just kind of they'll kill it. They'll they'll break your heart. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a new era, and I think that we're getting past that breaking your heart era. And it is Joe, it, like you said, Joe Brady's thirty years old. He this is his first time, or not not his first time in the NFL, but his first time as like a full offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. And, and I think that he's doing all right, but I don't know if he trusts Teddy. I uh, I I think that that's a big part of it because they said that he fit well in the first. Uh, two weeks of practice, and then Joe Brady shut up about Teddy the rest of the season. I haven't heard one word. And, okay, and with that being the case, you know, 
is this on Joe Brady? Because Joe Brady had Teddy while he was in New Orleans. Did he make a did he make a mistake by saying by telling Matt Rule go get him? If we're gonna start our franchise anew, let's go get Teddy. Like, it, it, do we do we give Joe Brady more blame for this now? I I think we do. <laughs> I like it, we have like what twelve players from a Temple roster on our team. Like what? Yeah. I get it. You know the guys. They might do well in your system. They might be more coachable. But do we really need Colin Thomas, Tomlinson, or Thompson? Or yeah, we really need some of these other guys. We drafted a lot of guys from Baylor and Temple, and I don't know how I feel about it. And see, that's well, another crazy. You just mentioned that too, and that got me thinking. That's also how is it so hard to coach up these young guys if you've been playing with them and coaching them for years now? You've coached them before. Why are you having issues coaching them now? I don't. That, a, that's a big thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off and make a bold bold prediction here. Joe Brady ends up being the head coach at Auburn. Oh, that's with, with Gus Malzahn gone. He's like this NFL stuff is for the birds. I'm going back to college. Hey, if Auburn goes fucking, you don't think Joe Brady might think about hey, I'll go? Hey, crazy enough. Before Shane Beamer got hired in South Carolina, I was ah. like, I would have. That's my Brady leaving if he was going to South Carolina. That's what I was thinking too. I, I didn't even think about it. I think they'll give Brady some more time. I don't think he's going to be gone right away because I'm uh, hoping that now, for whatever reason, you know, Twitter and the sports world was like, oh, Brady's going to be a head coach next year. I, I hope I hope that's died down. People are saying that's not the case because it's me, not the case. Let me throw one more thing at Brock real quick. Here's one for you, dude. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz? Deshaun Watson. That's not even a question. Deshaun Watson, uh, he had a Habitat for Humanity, or for Humanity, and Cam Newton bought him or built him a house back in the day. He's mm -hmm. gone to Panthers games. I've seen him in Panthers gear before. He's the from the area, if I'm not mistaken. He's from the area, he went to Clemson. I see Deshaun Watson coming over in free agency. He wants out of tech, uh, the Houston Texans organization so fast. And he's doing well with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are just a better version of those guys. Yeah. I want Deshaun. Oh, man. Now, think about that. He's that our Newton that can move, and he's uh our he's our pocket passer. He can do it, he can do it all, and especially in Joe Brady's system. I love it. Yep. That that'd be beautiful. And now <laughs> now he did just re-sign on a big deal, I'm fairly if I'm not mistaken. So are you possibly okay with trying to make a deal between Watson and McCaffrey? Is that Watch. something that you were putting in your plan? <laughs> I, I would say uh, uh, for the draft pick this year. Okay. Because because they need something. Cause, and they gave away their pick to the to the Dolphins. They don't have a pick. They, they, don't, they don't have a pick. <laughs> Good Lord. I, well, I always complain about our GM, but could you imagine if we had Bill O'Brien? You imagine oh, how much no. worse it could have been? CMC would be gone. We'd be playing with guys from Mighty Might Football, it would be atrocious. <laughs> well, Brian, so we're actually going to talk about it here in a sec, um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, let you get out of here. So thank you again for coming on and talking to us. Um, no it was awesome having you with us. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Have a good one. Great. Well, again, uh, thanks, Brock, for coming on and uh, talking with us. That was awesome getting to talk to you. And, uh, guys, so also while this was happening while we were talking – the Eagles upset the Saints with who at the helm? Who? With who at the helm? But Jalen Hurts. Hey, we told y'all. We told y'all. We told y'all. We told y'all months ago that her, that Wentz was gone and Hurts was the man. Eagles have one or two choices: either fifty-nine million or they let him go and it's twenty-nine million. Bye, bye, Birdie.
How do you feel they think? They talk about it. They gotta be sick. That yeah, you, you gotta be sick. You are burning. You you basically just burning paper at the, up there. At yeah, the you're burning. You're burning cash. You're. I mean, I, and, who's, and who's gonna take him? I know I was joking around. Who's so gonna, the Colts would honestly? I think he could he could take the Colts to a new to another level with the team they have because if Phillip Rivers he can cut down his turnovers there in Indianapolis. I believe Carson Wentz could do the same thing. You know, I I, I believe there's another level to get to if you add Carson Wentz. Because I, I still believe in his talent. He just has to get, he has he to get no, somewhere no. where. They said he had no offensive line, but, of course, Hurts comes in and, you know, I don't think he yeah. got sacked once. They got Lane Johnson. They got that other – they have a line. The, the one thing I, – I said it on, I said it on Twitter during the, like, probably like the first quarter. That team played different. Under under Jalen Hurts, and it's the same problem they've had with every quarterback that's played besides Carson Wentz. They ra- they rally around those guys. Like Nick Foles is not a great quarterback, but damn, they actually like him. So they you actually play. I mean, I don't I, think Carson's I, a leader. I just don't think he is. I don't think uh, he's a rallier. I don't think he's a leader. I don't. I've been against him from the beginning. I've never thought he was what people thought he was going to be and what he th- they thought he is. I've been like, everyone, hold your horses. And I'm just saying, I mean, Chinese, we talked about it when the draft house. I was like, I want, I want all the smoke. Give it to me because Hurts is going to be starting by the yeah. end of the year. We told, we, we told him, if you draft the quarterback in the first three rounds, that guy is, is being drafted to potentially take the job at some point. Yeah. So you would – you would stick with Bridgewater over the chance to get wins. 100%. I'm not taking wins. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather stick with Bridgewater. If he, can't, if he can't do it with that line, because they actually do have offensive, offensive linemen. I know they do. He can't. He won't be able to do it with us. And uh, Brock hit it right on the nose there. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he's used to having to run for his life. So he'll be right at, right at home in our, with our offensive line. If this pick, if this pick, if our pick somehow becomes like a top five pick, I think I may ship that away in a second for Deshaun Watson. Oh, 100%. Oh, I don't think it's – yeah, it's not a – if you're top five pick and you could get Deshaun for it – I'm okay fine. with that. You can Go get on. you can get a solid offensive lineman in the second round. I know – and oh, we're not getting a quarterback in the first round. We're not – there's no quarterback right now that I want that would be able to, to perform what better. Think, what do you think we got to ship away McCaffrey along just, – just well, That's what I was asking money, him. Just to match the money that, they, that, 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 you know, Deshaun Watson did would be worth. Like, do you, you – know, I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't I know, but I, I would be I – would, I would have trouble sleeping at night. I not be the worst. I wouldn't be, I would be mad like because we're losing McCaffrey, but in the scheme of things with how many, I mean, Watson has a longer window of success. I think that'll actually be impactful. You know, especially like he hit, like Brock said it too. If he can do well with Will Fuller and Brandon cooks, Oh my God, with Robbie. And and he said it in the Joe Brady offense. We got to see the Joe Brady offense. Cause we still haven't seen that in my mind. Look, the Joe Brady offense can actually go vertical if you if you get Deshaun Watson because you have yeah. equipment that can actually push it down the field instead of just you know doing drag routes all the time. I mean, so worst, case like, scenario, worst case scenario, CMC's damaged goods. Worst case scenario, yeah. And let's say ninety. Let's say he's ninety percent the rest of his career. I mean, that's still better than most running backs. Yeah. Well, I agree, and, and I, I I have a hard time in the right system doing it the right way. I, I hate when people say you know. You don't sign a you don't sign a running back for big dollars because they're gone in a year or two. Um, listen, CMC is a stud. I mean, the, you know he takes care of himself. I think this is just a fluke year, the COVID, everything else, and you know he comes back next year. But Deshaun Watson would answer your quarterback question for the next eight years. Oh, yes. at least, and then you actually spend time building talent around him, getting a right. line. I mean, you've already got weapons for him, more weapons than Cam ever had. If you throw it, like Chauncey said, I'll enter, and Chauncey, you go, you throw, get downfield, throw the ball downfield, Mike Davis running the ball. I, I mean, I'm just saying. Look, 
you know, when I look at divisions in football, I look at I look at quarterbacks for each team. Every team, I, any team that wins the division, I look at their quarterback. You know, New England won a division for 10 years in a row because they had the best quarterback. I look at the quarterbacks in our division, they're all aging, or you, you really just don't know. I mean, Drew Brees is almost done. He's, his clock is ticking. Matt Ryan's clock is also ticking. And what Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. I mean, that that that's the time is almost up on him. Too. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, go go get Deshaun Watson. You then have the youngest, the best quarterback probably out of that division right now. You're a leg up for three or four years. You're a leg up for three or four years. At least. Now, now you go fish your defense and then boom, now you now you're a contender. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, I don't know what we need to do to shake the front office of the pants and go, listen to us, please. All these fans see it. But you can't see it. I, there's no way we can have. There's no way we can have better vision than you. There's no way. And I understand it's easier. It's hard. It's easier to criticize from the outside. But I mean, I can't imagine Tepper's happy with some of the moves that have been made. He's a businessman. I think there's no way that he can be optimistic about some of the the the, the moves they've made and the deals they've made. Tepper shouldn't be happy with himself because he's the one decided to keep Marty Herney. Yeah, that's. I don't know why that was. I, I don't know why he's still here. I don't know why he's still here. You vexed out the best, the best coach in franchise history, and the best quarterback, and you kept the worst GM. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what there's this Charlotte sports. They I, they just don't think right. I don't know what it is about the city. I I, I can't do it. But anywho, we'll look ahead now <laughs> to Saturday prime time. We get we get a, we get a prime time game. Woohoo! I don't know who I don't know who decided to make. I think that was that happened back when we at least were winning games. I don't know who decided to make that that happen, but. This. This is going to be nasty. Well, I mean, so you say that, but we've seen how the Panthers have performed against the Packers, even when their team's not been the best. It happened last year. We were within, we were literally a yard away from winning that Packers game. Yeah. Last year. Um, you know, we won it. We beat them in 2017. That was still, you know, with all the ailments we had there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, they, they they always seem to surprise a little bit when playing. It's a weird matchup when we play the Packers. Yeah, I, I, it would probably be much like the Kansas City game where we thought we yeah. were going get, to get, get the doors blown off. And, you know, we hang around there for a minute. That first quarter would probably tell me a lot, though. Yeah. That first half would probably tell me a lot about how that game, how that game will go. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the players, they I mean, they the fire is there. You see it in the defense. And you see, they, they want to continue to succeed. They're not complacent. I don't know if, it is the, if the coaches are the same way. But, I mean, we're seeing it from the from the, the way they are on field. They want to continue to win. So they're going to play their hearts out regardless. It's at Green Bay, right? Yeah, it's at, and it's at Green Bay, too, on in the middle of December. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's why I was looking over my phone if anybody was wondering. Yeah. Uh, high of 37, a low of 25 with rain and snow showers. Fun. And Green Bay's ready for that. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't I know. Agree. That, I agree. I, I, Green Bay is the best team in the NFC right now. I don't know that we are um, in, in terms of the Panthers. Um, you know, can you pound Mike Davis 30 times or something and, and get it going? But See, I'm remembering – I'm remembering why we held it. We were close last year because it was also snowing like crazy, and that's because we just fed the ball to McCaffrey every drive. So, yeah. without Aaron Rogers, that, Aaron Rodgers, 25 degrees weather, snow in December. He's money. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, it's, it's, it's that's money. not a recipe that makes me happy. So I'm I'm gonna go. <sighs> These are getting harder and harder every week. Not even just like trying to predict it, just emotionally. I'm gonna go. <laughs> 31 to 13. I was thinking that, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go 30 to 21. We lose. Okay. I'm going 41, 14. Oof. You I know, I did, I, I did that one time and I mean, I, and I, I miss horribly. I miss, I, 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 
But you know, it, the sad part is it's this. It's the Panthers. So I really just, don't know. And the gist is, we listen, we, Kansas City is going to be a blowout. Yeah. This is going to be a blowout. This is going to be a blowout. I, I, that, that, will they break your heart again and be there I, with a minute to go or two minutes to go? Probably. I, I picked Kansas City to be a blowout, and I picked the second meeting against Tampa. I actually put us to win that game, honestly. So Yeah. I've been trying to be optimistic. It's just getting, but you're right. And it, that's the, I said it to Brock too. They get your hopes up. They prove that they can add, they look like they can actually win ball games. And then in the last second, it was lights back. Like in 2013, I think we had at least seven or eight games. We lost by one score that year too. And it was so annoying to watch. And so this year it's, but the, the problem is that they don't make these adjustments. And like, how are you not running two minute drills every day in practice? At least I, I hope they are. We are, we have to be the worst two minute drills team I've seen. I, like really it's horror and so it's like a broken freaking record look like are they not watching film are they like i didn't know like, it's really it just to me it falls on the coaching it's so undisciplined and it's so uninspired from it's, your coaching and it looks the same every time it does yeah, it, it's, 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 there's always one mistake on, on those last drives and if it wasn't the pa- the packers having everything to play for right now in terms of the number one seed yeah, because oh. they just clinched the division today, so that's a big, that's a bit of a help. And, and, and they have the number one seed right now because of the tiebreaker. I was going to say because yeah. the tiebreaker, they have it right now. Ten and but three, ten and three, and then you got the Rams and the Seahawks at nine and four. You don't want to be, you know, they got they got to play. They yeah. got to play. They got to play. And 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 you know and and you know, um, it, it'll just be interesting. Um, I, but I just think the weather, um, they're not built for that. Um, I, I just I, I don't think that that. I just don't see where the Panthers are built for that at all. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really tough to watch because like they'll probably do a little well at least like trying to use that, that first quarter will tell me how the game's going to go. The first quarter, the first few drives, it's just because they don't seem to make the adjustments anywhere through. So whatever plays there, whatever whatever the, it looks like in the first quarter, that's how it's going to be. I mean, this was the only game where I've seen the offense actually like make a, a, a spurt of, you know, changing half to half. I mean, it was abysmal yeah. in the first half. Second yeah. half, they were actually looking productive and, you know, actually doing well. So, I mean, if I see more of that, I'll be okay. I just, we see it in such small spurts. Yeah. Right. I just, I, I just, I, you know, I, I just, I just want consistency. And that's one thing you see with young teams. Consistency is always the biggest issue. And it's the same here. Nothing, nothing different, you know. And, no and, if, and if there's one person I would love to just see get, Hand it to him on a platter, to Aaron Rodgers, because I can just can't see him. So. Well, we're all going to be praying for that the next week, and we'll just wait and see what's going to go down. And until then, but I mean, we're going to be here, even if you know, because we are consistent at least. We're we going to be here. We're going to be there for you with content every week, no matter how the Panthers do. So until then, y'all, keep pounding.